Welcome to Addicted to Busy, the podcast specifically for overachieving property managers who are dying for a little more work-life balance in their lives. Each week, we dismantle all the BS that holds us back. You'll learn how to nix those tricky self-sabotaging habits so that you have the time, energy, and motivation to create what you really want in life. If you're looking to shift from overcommitted to overjoyed, this is the podcast for you. Let's do this. Now, your host, Anna Havalyana. Hey there, and welcome back to Addicted to Busy. I'm excited to talk to you all again. This is becoming one of my favorite parts of the week is writing podcasts, recording them, and then getting your feedback on what is resonating. Just recently, I had the opportunity to go and present with Iram, Minnesota, and I got to speak on my favorite topic, which is managing digital distraction. And I've given this speech, gosh, probably nine or 10 times at different associations with BOMA, IFMA, IRAM. And normally when I present, I'm in a room full of people that I don't know. But the majority of my property management career has been in the Twin Cities. So I was speaking to a room full of my peers. Many people who were in the room were there when they witnessed me at the height of my burnout. It was so funny. One of my favorite vendors came and attended the presentation. And after the presentation was over, he told me that he knew exactly when I had hit the point of my burnout. And, you know, I was a little bit sad about that because I don't think we ever want people to see that we're burned out. But I also think that is an indication that I took care of the burnout and that there was a before and an after (laughs) of how I was showing up to work and that I did the work to reduce all of those stressors and that I did do the work to get a handle on my burnout and take control of my schedule. So as much as it was kind of sad to hear someone say that they knew when I had hit my breaking point, it's also really reassuring to know that there is a way past this and that you can work through it. So I talk often on the podcast and in coaching about doing things that make you uncomfortable and speaking to a room full of my peers who have witnessed me through over a decade of my career, that was definitely uncomfortable. But I am so proud that I did it and I am looking for an opportunity to maybe do it again. So let's hop into today's topic. I wanna talk about why you are never gonna live up to your potential, which sounds kind of awful and maybe even a little bit mean, but stick with me until the end because I think you're going to see that this can be a very, very good thing so long as you have your head on straight as to what to make this mean. The property management industry draws in a lot of people pleasers, perfectionists, and overachievers. This is a wonderful thing for our industry. This is a highly customer service, hospitality-based industry, and that's why people pleasers (laughs) make really, really good property managers, as well as perfectionists. There's a lot of reporting, 
research and data that goes into making a property run smoothly, making a property profitable, and being a perfectionist is a way to deliver on high quality reports and make sure that everything's getting done exactly as it should. But as much as these traits are good traits to have and allow us to be successful in this industry, these traits can also lead us to overworking and working long hours. I think we have this innate fear that we're going to drop the ball somewhere. And so we tend to overcompensate for that by putting in extra time and energy. The catch here is that overachievers and perfectionists continually raise the bar on themselves repeatedly. Even when they achieve something great, they immediately set their sights on something higher and start striving for more. And this is amazing. We definitely want to have a drive to improve and grow. But if we don't manage this, it can become very frustrating. Too many people can get caught in the loop of never feeling good enough. And this isn't just as it pertains to property management. This mindset extends far outside of the office. I have coached people who think they're not good enough as a parent, they're not good enough as a spouse, as a daughter, as a son, as a member of their community, or they might not even think they're good enough for the personal goals that they have. They're not fast enough, creative enough, or committed enough. This not enough mentality actually serves us to a degree because it drives us to seek out ways that we can improve. Think about it. If you felt like you were good enough all 365 days of the year, there wouldn't be any drive to try anything different. But for property managers, this can become an intrusive thought and it's oftentimes a source of a lot of unnecessary stress and anxiety. Even when property managers reach their desired goals, a lot of themselves continually raise the bar and set higher standards for themselves. And notably, they're never feeling content with their current achievements. I see this so frequently that a manager will accomplish something great They will turn a property around or have a breakthrough with a difficult employee or receive recognition or an award of some kind. And I'm not sure if this comes down to humbleness or if it's that overachieving drive, but they rarely stop to give themselves credit for what they just did. I remember feeling this way at Maddox. So Maddox is an annual award event put on through the Minnesota Multi-Housing Association. And I remember the first time that I attended a Maddox award dinner and thinking, oh my gosh, I want to win one of those. I want to be good enough to be recognized. And I had this idea that once I received a Maddox award, that then I would feel like I belonged in the industry or that then I would allow myself to believe that I was good enough at my job. What was interesting was I won one, but I still felt not enough. (laughs) You know, you think that you're gonna get this thing that will confirm your validity or your capability, but the reality is, is that not enough is a mindset. 
So I got my first Maddox as a leasing agent, and eventually I did feel pretty confident as a leasing agent, and I knew that I could do that job. But then I went through this whole process of not enoughness again when I became a manager. And again, I received a Maddox Award as a manager, but it's a mindset. Not enoughness is a mindset. There is no award that is ever going to permanently change the way that you feel about yourself. Because the way that you feel about yourself, that is an inside job. It's a really delicate balance that we have to find because the constant striving never seems to stop. And in a way, it pushes us forward, pushing us to do more than what we think we're capable of or take on a new asset type or take on more doors. And having these goals to stretch to is good so long as we're really clean about how we approach those goals and why we're doing them. If you're constantly putting pressure on yourself to perform better, you're going to exhaust yourself. Versus if you have a goal that is for the sole purpose of growth, then you're going to create momentum and drive. When you're constantly putting pressure on yourself to perform better, you can be left feeling exhausted and burned out. And eventually, if we don't keep an eye on this, this can lead to poor health due to extreme stress. There's this vicious cycle where property managers are determined to outshine their past success and they continually find ways to raise the bar, but it sometimes comes at the cost of their health. You owe it to yourself to ensure that you don't push yourself too hard. You've got to find time in your busy schedule for self-care and rest. I think there's this fear that if we believe that we are enough at work, that that means that we won't have this inner desire to go above and beyond and that that means that our properties are going to fall apart, that they won't be managed, that they won't be clean, that our financials won't be accurate. But honestly, it's the opposite that might be true. You see, when we're going at trying to perform above and beyond from a place of pressure, you're running your property and showing up to your property every day driven with the fuel of anxiety and stress versus when we trust that we do have the skills to run our sites efficiently and that we do have the knowledge that we need to complete our reports accurately, we get to fuel our days from a place of confidence and drive. When you do this, it is easier to take care of your health. It is easier to take care of you, which allows you to perform better. And when you perform better, you save time. <laughs> Listen, we're all human. And at times we can push our limits. And a little bit of stress here and there is actually a very, very good thing. But what we want to do is make sure that we're conscious of the ways that we might be adding unnecessary pressure to our day taking a step back or reaching out for help or connecting with loved ones or colleagues is a way to take away some of that pressure. We really want to avoid feeling burned out by our own expectations. Listen, taking on the role of a property manager can definitely be overwhelming at times and it involves high levels of responsibility. 
It is so easy to become absorbed in feeling like you have to meet some personal quota as it pertains to being successful. However, it's really important to remind yourself that success is determined differently for everyone. There isn't a universal formula that you've got to adhere to in order to reach a desired outcome. So how do we get out of all of this? First of all, we've really got to learn how to celebrate your past achievements instead of focusing on your unmet expectations. Achieving success, it's a long journey with a lot of ups and downs as you go. And it's totally fine if you want to strive for higher expectations, but it's also equally important to remember to celebrate what you have accomplished. We don't want to get stuck in an unending cycle of constantly aiming for higher standards without acknowledging and appreciating your achievements that you've had so far. Celebrating your wins, no matter how big or small they are, can help keep your motivation up and keep you energized, which that can also fuel you to work towards larger goals. The truth of the matter is, is that a lot of you have lived up to your potential. You set a goal, you did the work, you did the damn thing. And as you did the work, the thing is, is that your capacity increased. And the problem is for many, was that before you even made it to the finish line, it started to become evident that you grew enough to the point that you realize that you can do more. So rather than stop and celebrate that you did live up to your potential, you just moved the finish line before you even allowed yourself to finish. I see this happen with clients all the time. They become so focused on a specific end result either to get the promotion or lose the weight or start the business, whatever it is, they're focused on the end goal and they literally cannot see everything that they've achieved along the way. They don't see the bottom line improving at their properties. All they see is the job title that they don't have yet. They oftentimes don't see the healthy habits that they've adopted or how their genes are looser. All they see is the number on the scale. They don't see all of the places that they've put themselves out there to sell their product or service and how scary it is to overcome the fear of rejection. All they see is the income that they're not yet making. There's this common misconception that once you have the result you're after, that then you will be happy. But there is no happy ever after. Now, a lot of us are raised to believe that the goal of life is to be happy most of the time. We hear this repeatedly when parents tell us things like, I just want you to be happy. And as kids, we hear fairy tales that end saying, and she lived happily ever after. But the reality is, is that much of our lives is gonna be spent being unhappy. Now, hang with me. I know that this might sound a little bit depressing, but if you really buy into the idea that life is supposed to be a mix of 50% positive and 50% negative experiences, you can actually feel better sooner. Now, many people are gonna try and bargain and say, hey, can't we get a 60-40 split? And I don't blame you. If I could get a 60-40 split, I would do the same. But accepting that 50% of the time we're gonna feel negative and 50% of the time we're gonna feel positive is actually being pretty gracious. 
One of my favorite philosophers, um, I'm probably going to say his name wrong. He is the founder of London's School of Life, Elaine, I think it's pronounced De Button. He suggested that we should actually anticipate that 80% of our lives will be frustrating and challenging, while only 20% will be fulfilling and happy. So for my intents and purposes, I'm going to stick with the 50-50 ratio. So this is where we get into trouble. Many people are raising the bar on themselves because they believe that if they can get that promotion or if they can get that raise or lose the weight or start that business, that somehow they can shift that 50-50 ratio to a place where they will feel happier. Now, this isn't to say that you shouldn't set goals or push yourself to new levels, but this is to say that you need to be clear with yourself. No matter what goal you achieve, life is not going to be quote unquote better on the other side of it. You're still gonna have problems. It's just that you're gonna be dealing with a new set of problems. Our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings color our experience of the world. It's one thing to set a goal because you want to see what you're made of and because you feel inspired or motivated. It is a completely different thing to set a goal because you are unhappy in your current life or because you feel that you need to do more in order to be more or be more worthy. If you're a regular listener of this podcast, I have to make the assumption that you will never live up to your full potential because you will continually grow and your current potential will always be expanding. And this is amazing. So many property managers constantly feel like they're behind on their goals, that they're not doing enough, that they're not being enough. But when we zoom out, we can see that we have in fact achieved many of the goals that we set out to accomplish. And we start to see that we're not behind at all. We just keep moving the goalposts on ourselves. Think about it. The definition of potential is having or showing the capacity to become something or develop something in the future. The key word there is in the future, which means there's absolutely no pressure to be or do that thing today. Potential equals in the future. I think this is the beautiful thing about life is that there will always be an opportunity to learn something new. And whether that's within your career or whether it's in a personal goal, there's never going to be a day where you know everything. But I also think that the tricky part is so many people have the expectation that they know everything and they're using that against themselves. They get down on themselves when they make a mistake or they didn't see a situation from the owner's point of view or when their workload implodes and they can't meet deadlines. We've got to drop the illusion that we can be everything all at once. You're always in the process of becoming something new. There is no arrival. <laughs> There's never going to be a day where you wake up and say, now I am the perfect manager. My hope for you is that you can revel in not meeting your potential. That instead of striving for more and more from a place of wanting to be better than you are, that instead you start to seek out goals from the simple curiosity of wondering what you are capable of. If you wanna make this mindset shift and you're not sure how to do it, you have two options. Option number one, hop on over to our website 
at annahabliana.com journal and get your copy of the journal questions that go along with this episode. It's one thing to listen to amazing material or go to a conference and hear a speech and get feedback. It's a completely different story when you start to internalize that work and put it in action. Option number two, which is my favorite, sign up for a free coaching call and try coaching for free. I know it can be a little bit nerve wracking to get on a Zoom call with a stranger, but you are going to be amazed at how quickly you can change your mindset through coaching. If you enjoy the session, and I hope that you do, we can talk about our group coaching program and see if it's a fit for you. And if it isn't a fit, no sweat. You can say you tried it out and learn that this wasn't for you. So pop on over to anahavliana.com and click get free coaching in the top right hand corner. That's A-N-N-A-J-A-V as in voice, E-L-L-A-N-A.com. All right, my friends, until next time, I love you. Keep going. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Addicted to Busy. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.